creep in. A high on Sunday of 76. More showers for Sunday night with a low of 52. And Monday and Tuesday, sunny with afternoon showers both days. Highs in the lower 70s. That's your weekend forecast. And I'm JB. This is all about home construction. And here's your hosts, Terry Canel Beck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Morning, Terry. Happy Saturday, buddy. Happy Saturday to you. Yeah. It's and a everybody little... out there. That's right. So, uh, lovely June Saturday here in the high country. Smoky. Smoky. It was fog or smoke. I couldn't tell this morning. Uh, probably both. <laughs> yes, yes. We, even here in the North Carolina mountains, are dealing with the wildfires from Canada. Well, they're saying we're going to get some more. I know. Out in the western part of the country is getting ready to come yep. our way. Yep. So it was uh, a couple rough days with the high country weather. With uh, As far as the smoke goes, pleasant otherwise, I suppose. Doesn't really count that way, though, does it? Nope. So, well, that's certainly, you know, as we talk about construction, I'm sure that played a big role in some of the stuff that you guys could do this week, and, or at least how long you could do it without taking a break. Odd weather. Um, you know, you see me doing hay Sunday. I did, yep. Drove by, waved at you. You didn't wave back. Well, that's because I was working. <laughs> Job safety. Pay attention to what you're doing. There you go. That's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But no, it's uh, definitely a fun week here in the high country. Again, we want to thank all of our listeners out there. Appreciate you all. And uh, give us a call, 828-262-1567. We'd love to put you on. And for those that would like a good breakfast, the Fosco Community Breakfast is going on still. Yep. Go over there and support the local community, Fosco. Exactly. Uh, yep. In fact... I was over that way when the, whatever day it was was it Wednesday was the was the smokiest day whatever day I, it all it's all blur now all turned the same that's but, in the past yeah whichever day was the worst Wednesday uh, I was over towards Fosco and it was amazing because you, you couldn't really the, just the mountain just to see the grandfather mountain through Fosco there you know usually it's nice and pretty and scenic but that smoke really messed it up yeah the, it really sucks for Canada. How about that? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I can't remember how many millions of acres that are burning up. Yeah, there. I don't know what the what the recent count is. I have to. I don't, we should actually look at that. But here here's a construction question for you, and that is, how is that going to affect prices of lumber in, in the in the in the near future? Well, you know, I can't answer that because uh, all of our spruce comes out of Canada, right? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, and cedar, quite a bit of stuff, and uh, fir, because you know a lot of uh, a lot of timber companies, you know, they strip strip the land in, right. in the United States. Yeah, and uh, you got to give Bill Clinton a, a hand on that one because he called them down, and it wasn't because of stripping the land. He called them down because they weren't replanting the land. Right. Where Canada, it doesn't make any difference how steep the land is; they'll replant. Yeah, and and you know, two thousand one, uh, you know, George Bush become president, and he put tariffs on Canadian lumber. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and I talked to an owner owner of a company up there, and he said, "Well, I shut down four mills, and right because of it." But the point is, the United States don't realize we have enough timber, and we could cut seven days a week for the next hundred years and never run out. Right. But when a fire starts taking over, that's a little. It takes it takes it out, and uh, the the 
midweek, uh, I know in Canada they, they said a 9.4 million acres had burned, uh, and that was midweek when that number came out. And it's still burning. So, yep. So, oof. But then again, you know, here in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee, mm-hmm. there's probably between 50 and 75 fires here. I hadn't seen the the active active uh, North Carolina fires recently. Um, the, we'll, we'll definitely have to look into that. Got a little, little sidetracked this morning. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, don't forget uh, also uh, you do. Uh, well, I've already said that. Go to breakfast. Sorry, I'm getting hungry. Apparently, Fosco breakfast. Um, but so I have a, a listener question for you, Randy, and that is when you are whatever, whether you're a subcontractor, contractor, do you, when you go into some of these developments in these communities that have regulations and rules, HOAs, whose responsibility is it to know working hours? You as a contractor or homeowners telling the contractor? No, actually it's us. Because like at Lamborough Ridge, they'd issue you a paper, you know, about their guidelines Mm -hmm. and stuff and what you could do and what you couldn't do, the times you can come in, the times you have to leave. And, you know, they're a club, and they want to, uh, you know, protect their people there. Right. right. And, and a lot of those, uh, like Elk River, Lamble Ridge, uh, Grandfather, Country Club, mm-hmm. sometimes those houses take two years to build. Right. And uh, some of them could take longer than that. And, but they want, they want the privacy for their homeowners. Right. Well, I think what, what spurred this question was, you know, uh, just – Late late in the afternoon, working you know, working towards the evening and stuff, and then just the construction noise, the the saws and the and the generators or not generators, the compressors and stuff. It all stops at uh, five, yeah. four or five. It depends on what the, right. the covenants say. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they allow you to work later if it's in the inside okay. of the house where you know the homeowner has to go and ask permission for mm-hmm. you to work. Mm-hmm. And if they give you permission, then you can as long as they can't hear anything. Right. Well, and that, that was just, uh, it was a listener question brought up and uh, with some conversation. And so I thought, well, I'll just see. Because, uh, you know, we we have a lot of those communities around. And, and, and they're dotted throughout the, the, the county and the high country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So it, it's just always important to know the rules for, for all of them, big and small. Well, you as a contractor, uh, whether it be a subcontractor or a contractor, Needing to know the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here a while back, I had to sit down and read, had to do a little research on Blue Ridge Mountain Club down here. Mm-hmm. And I think this thing, book was like 200 pages long about what you could, could what you yeah. couldn't do. Uh, you know, the house plans have to be reviewed. Right. But then they, in that club, they actually put it back on the homeowner. Okay. To have their house plans uh, approved, right? Not the contractor. That makes sense. That makes sense because, um, but 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 it also applies now. And this is you know, not just building a house. I mean, I'm talking about you know, remodeling or, or even just landscaping. Yep. Like it, it still goes back to that to that contractor. Yes, it does. Charge some. The uh, uh, the way it was explained to me by the state. Is that a contractor is the captain in command of his projects? Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, which we we are allowed to actually 
have a homeowner removed from their property if we pull a permit. Okay. And they cause too much trouble. Just for too simple much. sake of safety, if nothing else, right? Correct. And uh, But then again, you, if you do that, you're not going to get paid. Right. But the point of it is, is we're responsible for everything. When we pull that permit, yep. whatever goes on. Uh, what if it's not a permitted job? You know, in other words, it's 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 work that doesn't require a permit. Well, it depends on what it is. Okay. Uh, there's not a permit pulled on changing hot water heater out. Right. There's not a permit on uh, to change a ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. But anything that has to do with over, you know, five six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Any well, let, let's rephrase it. Anything has to do with structural. Has right. to be permitted, okay? We don't pull a in blowing rock. You have to pull a permit to change windows, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you also got to do a permit to do a roof, right? So each area is different, sure. And uh, but the reason for that is, is North Carolina does have a law about roofs have to be inspected, right? But if you don't pull a permit, it's never inspected. Interesting. You know, I never really thought about that. It makes sense. And but, uh, yeah. What's truly amazing is the amount of people that don't know how to read the back of a shingle yeah. pack well, you know, to know how to install them. Yeah, we, we, we've talked a lot about that because it's... And how many phone calls we get yeah. in about, yep. well, I hired this company to do my roof, and I can't get them to come back. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, you know, there is a year warranty on that, mm-hmm. and uh, but I can't help you to that year's up. Right. Well, my roof's leaking. But it's not – your hands are tied, right? Yeah, we even went as far as the Home Builders Association to get people to start complaining to the to Watauga County Building Inspectors right. that this company is not doing this, right. okay? Uh, and sometimes when that don't work, you have to go on and call the state of North Carolina sure. licensing board. Right. Even though a roofer is not licensed, you know – there is a license in North Carolina for roofing. Sure, sure. See, I hold five licenses. Right. Okay. Residential, commercial, roofing, swimming pool, and uh, I can't think of the other one, but I've never built a swimming pool. I never pool. knew swimming pool was a separate one. Yeah, GC has to do them. Okay. Uh, residential well, sense, residential but... can't do them. Huh. Really? And uh, Well, I mean, there's so many of those in, in the high country. I'm surprised that's not... Not your full-time job. But with the cost of stuff that's going on, like with roofs, right. all right, you take the clubs where a roof could cost over 30000 Right. We bid on one here a while yeah. back. It was 50000 yep. Well, under the law, you're required to have a roofer's license to install that roof. Okay. And uh, because it goes over the 30000 threshold. So that's the, so it's a number threshold. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, what you have to have a license. Now, is that number in... The entire job? Is that materials? Is that labor? That's everything. Everything. Okay. okay. Uh, under, the, under the contract, and the way it, now, the way it is, uh, entry-level subs are not allowed to do anything over 30000 mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. A intermediate contractor, limited, can do 500000 okay. Intermediate does a million. Okay. Unlimited. We can do whatever we want. Right. Like, my license will allow me to build anything up to five stories tall. Right. After right. five stories, then I have to go back to school and take a test. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh... <laughs> That's interesting. 
And if they can get you, they will get you the state and, of North Carolina. Well, I, I, su- I suppose what you're, what's one thing you see when it comes to the roof is the treat people trying to cheat and uh, cheat and find the loophole, and that's the homeowner buying the product, and and then someone coming to install it. Correct. Uh, as a rule so, of, so just to keep the, that number down, I guess. As as a rule of thumb, I will allow you to buy what you want to buy, mm-hmm. but you have to know that there's no warranty on it. Yeah. Okay, and and what I mean by that is is let's let's I want this particular faucet. Okay, right. You buy it. My plumber installs it. Three months later, it goes to dripping. Well, you want it replaced? No, because you picked you, it out. You, you picked got, it you out. You got it and right. You bought it. Yep. So you have to hire your plumber to come back yeah. out and do it. It's not a warranty thing. Right, and that makes sense. And and I, I think you see that a lot with plumbing with bathrooms you you have these fancy you know uh, dressers that are turned into sinks now and and you know things like that um and so that that kind of makes sense but but also you're a little limited on uh, on what you could install because of the you know you, you can't install necessarily all uh, for instance like the antique stuff the reclaimed stuff um, you, you're kind of limited on that. So if I go to a uh, an old salvage place, or if I go to a you know a secondhand place, um, for, I'm thinking like you know some of these old claw foot bathtubs and stuff like that. Like you're kind of limited on what as a contractor what you can and can't do. We we can put them in, okay. But as a, like I said, as a rule of thumb, is. Uh, we're supposed to purchase everything. That way, everything has a warranty. Right. We're not allowed to put anything in that's salvaged. Okay. Okay. And and not going to talk bad about Big John's over there, but that's a salvage place. Okay. Right. There is no warranty on salvaged stuff. So there's a difference between salvaged and antique. That's right. So, fair enough. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come right back right after this. Thanks for listening to us. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmilling equipment. From portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you would like to become a supporter for as little as 99 cents a month, you could hear your name or your business name on our show. Check out the Spotify link in the show notes. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Randy, thanks for being in the studio with me. It's always fun. And thanks for answering that listener question. Give us a call, 828-262-1567. Or during the week, check out the Facebook page, All About Home Construction on Facebook. Or uh, the podcast, All About Home Construction. You guys can email us at allabouthomeconstruction at gmail. Yeah. Got to love that. All one word. 
Like, you know, no spaces. It's not technically like, I guess all the words make one word is what I mean. You know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. thanks for listening to us. Always fun stuff. So we, we kind of, uh, you know, going right into what we, we at the listener question actually kind of spurs up some other questions, and that is hiring a contractor. Now, this this depends on, on I guess on first of all are we talking about a general contractor you know from new construction on um, or, or some kind of you know smaller what we would call subcontractor but the rules or, or not really the rules but what we're saying the tips here are really um, kind of the same regardless of of the size now now the conversation changes a little bit but the the tips are still pretty much going to be the same and that is uh, you know with with whether again, whether it's big, small, or uh, you know, whether you're doing something like working on the roof, as we mentioned, or starting from scratch building the house, some of these tips will will apply to kind of both of those. Uh, well, the first one I'm reading right here is, to me is extremely important. Okay, know what you want before you start. Well, and that sounds a little funny. I'm sure there's someone chuckling about it, but. Think through that because we have this grand idea, right? Whether it's building that house or whether it's putting in, a, you know, this, this decorative uh, landscaping, right? The, w- so many times we have like this this broad idea of like, hey, I want this, but we don't have all the the details and the fine details, and um, you know, we, we we used to laugh about here's this this picture out of this magazine, this is what I want, you know, but we don't quite get that. And, and, you know, and and that had its own things. And and as a contractor, we laughed about that, but you know, at least you had a starting point. And so many times today, it's just, Hey, Randy, well, I want to, I want to add on. Well, what does that look like? And you know, what siding do you want? What roof do you want? What trim do you want on the inside? What color paint? But, but But there you go. That is not my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to build. Right. You as a homeowner should know what you want before you start. Right. Okay. And, uh, and you know, uh, the worst thing a contractor can hear is, I didn't realize it cost that much. Right. Right. You know, and, uh, well, what did you do on your homework? Cause, mm-hmm. See, I've sent people, North Carolina Home Builders Association, mm-hmm. Well, we have a packet on trying to help you guide yourself through it. Right. Now, homeowners don't think about this, you know, and we've discussed it not on the air but off the air, is estimates are free, but it doesn't make any difference. Time is not. Exactly. Right. Okay? Right. And I've walked away from jobs where the homeowner can't figure out what they want. Sure. And then here I've got as far as hourly wage, five, yeah. anywhere from five to eight thousand right. dollars in it, and they still don't know what they want. Right. And I'm sorry if if I spend too much time on your project because you don't know what you're doing, then I'm leaving another you're, project exactly. behind. Yep. Okay. And, well, and again, you know, it, it goes to me for anyway, you know, for anything because even even if I say, hey, Randy, come build this deck for me, you know, like. You you still have, you still have to do your homework. You still have to have an idea of what you want because it's it's size, it's shape, it's you know 
materials? Do I want this composite? Do I want treated lumber? I mean, so every job involves kind of knowing what you want to begin with. Correct. Um, uh, and and I, I suppose the, the type of job is going to determine how you do that homework. Um, you know, if if you are building something from scratch, building a house or, or a remodel, um, you know, you may want to start with an architect, and that's probably a, a smart place to start, isn't it? Uh, yeah. In terms of these big projects, uh, building uh, a house. Well, an architect, you know, that's what they got their license right. to draw, okay? And uh, a designer does not have to have a license, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, But drawing it out on a napkin and then you handing it to me and then you're going, yeah. uh, I want you to build this. <laughs> well, now that puts it back in my court to do all the planning Right. That the architect does for you or the designer does mm-hmm. for you. Okay. And, you know, you don't know how many people will say, well, this is what I want. Do it. All right. But then when you give them an estimate and you have to sit there and, and plan it all, well, I did not realize it's going to cost so much. Right. And there you go. Mm-hmm. They did know what they wanted for. Sure. They went into it. Sure. So yeah. So knowing what you want, doing your homework. Um, and, and I would say that most contractors are not opposed to being part of that discussion. You know, in 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 terms of you know, I could be like, hey, Randy, okay, this is kind of what I'm thinking right now, but that's not the same as an estimate, right? Like, I mean, in other words, I could I could come to you and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Like, I want to add on this uh, this twenty by twenty, you know, square foot room. What do I need to start thinking about? And you could you could give us some tips to go in the direction, yeah. but again, you know that that's not you doing my homework for me though. And again, time is money. The, and the, and the so number, the number one phone call I get is how much does a house cost? Right. Okay. Yep. And most and we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Your foundation can be over one third of the initial cost yep. of your house because of your lot. Exactly. Yep. You know, we built a house in uh, two thousand two for. A vet, and he said, "I bought the perfect lot." He said, "I think we can get by with the crawl space here." And I went, twenty foot tall crawl space." No, uh, <laughs> it was twelve foot in the front, you know. And I'm going, "You're going to put a full basement on it? Yeah. Why?" Yeah. I said, "Well, it, and so, you know, it's like you've heard me discuss mm-hmm. before that you you come equipped with a, a level in your body, or yeah. you couldn't yeah. walk, okay? Yeah. So, as a good rule of thumb is, look straight into a bank and have somebody walk up there." Yeah, and stop where you're looking at, and then you can measure from your eyes to the ground right. to that distance, and you can know what the grade is. Yeah, yep. And uh, that's how you measure how tall a tree is, too. Yeah, but yeah. it just there's a, a lot more to it than that. Right. And and I, and I really think a lot of problems with the court systems today is because people don't know what they want, sure. or they do not know the laws of the state mm-hmm. of North Carolina. Right. Well, and and that's that again is is one of the most important things. Um, I would say one of the next important things is is like once you decide on that work is find a contractor that specializes in that job, but more importantly has the license and the requirements to do that job. Correct. Now, like me, I'm a GC. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, a general contractor. That means I can do residential or I can do right uh commercial okay and uh but residential contractors can only do residential mm-hmm. and uh 
And the second question on that right there is get estimates from several contractors. Right. The problem is we don't have that many contractors in the hot country. Well, and those that we do, we it's also a matter of contractors that have the time to do it. You know, it's it's we look in the phone book, which we don't have anymore, but we look in the phone book and you see all the list of names. That does, you know, a lot of those are, are busy and they're not going to have time to do it anyway. Um, and so, yeah, it's it, it's a matter of of finding someone, finding the right person. Um, but you can't, like you said, time is money, and you kind of alluded to that to the last question. And so you can't expect three, five people to to give you estimates and spend hours on it because a good estimate, when you're talking about the kind of work you're doing, uh, the a good estimate is going to take hours, not minutes. You know, you're not going to be able to show up, pull a tape measure, and say, okay, it's going to cost this. No, spot. You, you know, you can't. There's and uh, we were told in class that we're not allowed to give a verbal quote, mm-hmm. okay? And the reason for that is, is there's been lawsuits in the state where homeowners have yep. sued contractors over the verbal quote. Right. And everybody laughs when they say, you know, when they talk to you about that, and I'm going, no. I said, I, I'm, I'm still old-fashioned without an estimate. I'm not going to give you a right. price. Yep. Well, even even in the wood floor business, when I was doing that, like you you – you know, it's hard because there's so many options out there. There's so many, you know, again, going back to what, know what you want, you know, color options and stain options and finish options and so on. But even that, you know, that that's not as an in-depth of, a, of an estimate as yours is and because you're only dealing with one part, you know, one surface. Um but even that takes time. You know, you got to go in, you got to realize, you got to do the work. Okay, can you even, you know, sand and finish this floor? What do you want out of it? That kind of thing. And so every job has its has its thing. And painting, painting a wall. Well, how much, you know, how much repair are you going to have to do on that wall before you paint it? It's not just pulling a paintbrush out and, and painting it. And so every single job that we that we talk about um, has those, those, you know, the, those limitations when it comes to those estimates. Um, well, to give you an idea, all right, about what you said right there, there's a difference between going to Sherwin-Williams and buying primer yeah. than buying paint. Or going to Home Depot and Lowe's and buying primer paint mix. Yep. Okay, and then uh, you buy that primer paint mix, and then you turn around putting four coats on the wall uh-huh. to make sure it covers everything. And I've, I, it seems like I'm. Gl- it's funny you say that because it seems like over the last couple months, I've had that discussion more than not with a lot of people. Like, well, it says it's all. Of course, I use primer. It's it's a it's got primer in it. It's not the same as using primer. No, it's not. No. We'll take another break. We'll be right back right after this. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmilling equipment, from portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276 755 
3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, give us a call, 828-262-1567. Whether you're listening now or you're listening on the podcast later, we appreciate you and so much. And uh, so, talking a little bit about some tips for hiring a contractor. And again, this is kind of going for general contractors all the way down to like uh, specific subcontractors. But some of this still applies. And that's, you know, again, one of the things we talked about is is making sure they're licensed, making sure if if, it, if it's warranted, making sure it's a bonded company, but definitely making sure it's an insured company. Actually, commercial boys are the only one that's. A- Right. For commercial buildings that are bonded, you can't get a bond in the state of North Carolina. Okay. Uh, even though they tell you you can, you can't. But uh, like me, when I took the test in Tennessee, mm-hmm. unlike here in North Carolina, they want to know your assets to keep your license. Right. Okay. In Tennessee, you had to have a line of credit. All right. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we we spent about a month trying to get a bond. Yep. Okay. okay? And, uh, well, and, and uh, yeah. So, but license or sorry, insurance is a big one, especially when when you're talking about liability. Um, you know, making sure that 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 you're covered because otherwise it'll come back on the homeowner. If someone gets hurt on the job, which we talked about comp. that. Yep. Uh, yep. You know that was. You know, Randy's always got a big mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I like right. to ask the tough questions. Sure. And. Uh, and I'm the one that really helped getting the, the classes, uh, uh, safety classes yep. for the Home Builders Association. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I wanted a discount on my insurance. You know, in 34 years, I've had one claim. Right. All right. But the point of it is, you th- you got to think about your employees just as important as you do yourself. Right. Because without good employees, your business won't go on. Right. You right. know, and I go through a lot. I don't go through a lot of people. Sure, but I'm finicky about who I hire. Well, and you you can't take in the construction industry. You can't take people for face value because mm-hmm. I hired a guy one time. He'd done more stuff than I had. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so that brings up another question, another tip here, and that is, who's actually performing the work? And I suppose, to an extent, that that's a, that's a relevant question. Now, when you're building a new house, you may have. 20, 30 different people, you know, different groups, different companies, different contractors or subcontractors coming in. But I suppose, you know, as a, as a broad thing, that's not a bad question to, to ask, you know, because especially if it's something like a remodel where they're coming into your home, um, I suppose that that's a that's a kind of a relevant question, I guess. It is. and uh, But the thing about it is, that is what a licensed contractor does. Mm-hmm. He has subs underneath him. Right. Okay, and uh, which I got some friends of mine, they won't even bid for me anymore because of a homeowner. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd already hired for us to pull a permit, we have to have all the subs already right sign up. Okay, uh, and people don't realize that sometimes a permit can't be pulled overnight, right. And to give you a good indication, in 2006, we at the home builders went to the county commissioners wanting to know why it took three months to pull a septic right. permit. Yep. Okay. Well. 
And uh, so the county commissioners got involved because here we are trying to price houses out, price projects out, and we're losing projects because here you got a guy that's moved into the state of North Carolina yeah. and don't know nothing. He's green as grass, but he's passed his test, and he's telling the homeowners, well, I can have a permit in a month. Right. Then you think a homeowner's going to come back and apologize to you because you told them the yep. truth? Yep. No. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so here we are now back to five and six months on a septic permit. Ooh, I didn't realize it was that long now. I mean, I know it's it's backed up. I didn't realize it was five and, and six months. Uh, You'll hear me vent here yeah. because Allegheny controls our health department. Right. Allegheny, Ash, and Watauga. Yep. And uh, so that's a big one right there. Uh, there are soil engineers out there that you can hire, which mm-hmm. is going to cost you more money, but it's going to – it's like this. It's going to cost more money in this hand. Right. But the time goes down. Yeah. Yep. All right. Or are you going to go the cheap route with the the, the state health department mm-hmm. and take five six months to get your permit? Right. And by that time, we might be starting in in March and not get a permit <laughs> yeah. until September. Winter time. Yep. Yeah. Well, but I, I guess it goes back to you know again knowing who's coming into your house, but but you got to trust that that contract. You, you need to hire a general contractor if if that's the route you're going. Uh, you know if if the job requires a general contractor. You need to hire a general, general contractor that you trust and trust that they're going to put the right safe people into your house. Um, well, they, we do not, or you know, we hire subs, okay? Right. And uh, we hi- and most of the time, when you get a sub, you don't ever turn that sub loose, right? Because you like what they do, right? Okay. Well, and, and that's the thing, and you know, it's. And some people are kind of like, well, why don't you know? Why are they got to have subs? I'm hiring Randy to do my job, but yeah, you you could probably do it. But like, let's go back to those floors. As a, as a flooring contractor, I have the sander and I use it every day. That's what I do. Whereas you, sure, you can turn that sander on and you can sand that floor, and you could probably come out with a product in the end. No. But it's going to take how long? But you know? I'm going to tear something up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. When you, when you get people who specialize, that's what some contractors do. They specialize in that particular area. And so they have the materials. They have the tools. And more importantly, they have the know-how to get it done in a reasonable time. Um, you and know, they know exactly what it's going to take. Yep. And they- s- yeah. And so that that's it. But but again, going back to you know who's working your house, not not a bad question to ask. But you you need to. It goes back to you need to hire a, a contractor. And, and that we you we trust. do not we do not hire people without insurance. Right. Okay. Because right. There's there's we hire responsible people yep. for the project. Well, again, yeah. Again, it goes back to when you pick that con- that general contractor. Uh, you're gonna. Those are the, those are the things though that you need to, to make sure, and and that that sets off the you know the, the the price sometimes because when you see if if you do get multiple estimates and you see one at a thousand dollars and you see one at ten thousand dollars, you're not comparing apples to apples. No, and that's you know that that's sort of my thing, and then it goes back to what you were saying before about the estimates. Make sure you're comparing apples to apples. We did a job, a remodel, and the lady wanted us to take a wall out. Mm-hmm. Okay. We took the wall out and come to find out they had taken the steel post out of the wall. Oh. Okay. So we had to go ahead and buy the steel post and put them back in. And I charged the lady and she refused to pay it. Mm. 
But me as a contractor, once I put it in, I cannot remove it. Right. But then if I would have removed it, what would have happened? Right. Her house would have caved in. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then the next thing she said, well, you know, you charge me top dollar. And I said, ma'am, I'm in my 50s, okay? And uh, was you expecting me to work for minimum wage? Yep. Right. And, uh, well, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Sure. You know, and that's and so let's let's think about this. You got people, you got professors in the county making a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, okay, and uh, you got school teachers making thirty, forty thousand. Yep. But then you got construction workers that are making twenty five to thirty five thousand. Right. Okay. And uh, but as a rule of thumb, if you pay this guy twenty five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and you pay the insurances payroll taxes and stuff like that, you have to charge 50-some dollars an hour. Right. Okay? Uh, Just like my truck insurance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My truck insurance is $2,800 a year. Yep. Yep. And the reason for that is I don't want to offend no homeowners when your insurance policy only covers $25,000 in medical. Right. Okay? Where my insurance on my truck covers $100,000. Right. Because I'm afraid of hurting somebody. Exactly. Well, and it goes back, though, to what I was saying before, is make sure that you hire that person that's thought through that, that's not trying to cut those corners. So we'll take another break. We'll be right back right after this. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmilling equipment. From portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you would like to become a supporter for as little as 99 cents a month, you could hear your name or your business name on our show. Check out the Spotify link in the show notes. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. And uh, talking a little bit about some tips hiring a contractor. So I mentioned, Randy, a minute ago about looking at estimates and comparing apples to apples. So I, I suppose that that goes into the materials that, you know, that's a, that's a big part of those apples, right? Are we looking at the same materials? Are we looking at the same products? Uh, yes, it is. But the point of it is we're not always looking at the same product, mm-hmm. okay? And then, like I said in the break is uh, I know guys out there – that have bid stain grade trim and turn around and buy MDF because mm-hmm. at that time MDF was fifteen cents a foot versus sixty five cent for stain grade. Right, and uh, and 
a good rule of thumb or for me personally is to try to bid everything in the middle of the road right. not the lowest not the highest okay and uh things that will function and last for years mm-hmm. okay and you know we're back on a remodel now that where we co'd the house in uh, uh 99 right okay and it's nice to hear that the customer said you know randy it's been 24 years right. since you completed the house and we've never done anything to the inside because it's never moved it's that's awesome checked or anything like that you know uh now they did in 2006 was the last time we was there and we painted it and then he called me back and uh so this last not in in 2020 we mm-hmm. had another coat of paint put on it right and it's a long cabinet yeah, so it's just maintenance it's, it, it's not repairs it's maintenance that's right and uh but we did have to replace the front door okay. because it was a wood door. Yep. And that wood door that we bought during that time period, and I know this is a few years back, was probably about 250 bucks. That's a long time to recollect right. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the new door today, similar to what a wood door yeah. that he wanted, was right at about 2300 Yep. Okay? It's crazy. Yep. And uh, uh, just... Uh, well, a, another indication about a, a project is, do you know the cost difference between a silent flush toilet and a $99 flush toilet? Right. The 99 toilet flush is better than the, the silent flush, and it costs $600 yeah. less. Yep. Well, and, and that's the thing. and the, it, it goes back to knowing, trusting that you know your contractor knows the stuff. and. You know, going into it with a plan, like we said, but then in that plan, okay, well, you know, maybe uh, maybe you want you're going to paint it anyway, so maybe you go with the the, the paint stuff instead of the the, the you know the higher uh, trim work. You know, maybe maybe that's a corner you can cut because you're because of the outcome. You know, because you're going to paint it. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe. You know, I mean, if you if you know. Again, kind of knowing what you want. If you know that, then you have a plan. Then you can materi- look at the materials and and match the materials to that plan. Correct. Well, and, what we did on this last project is, is we bought pre-prime, everything pre-prime. Yep. Now, what really caught me off guard was is the cost of the pre-prime mm-hmm. compared to what it was before all this right. stuff started, you know. Uh, with China, and I'm I'm talking about. Let's go back to the Trump on the tariffs and sure. stuff like that. And uh, but I was because I've always been a firm believer that you could buy a good primer and put on it. Right. And a good primer will be one coat primer, one coat paint. Mm-hmm. But with this house, we had a moisture issue. Right. Okay. And and then I until we found that moisture issue, all my trim and stuff, my doors uh, were prime doors. Mm-hmm. They were all sealed all the way around, so I know sure. the moisture could never affect yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the cool thing. And, and again, but it but it goes back to knowing the knowing what you want. You know, it's uh, um, that, that's a big part of it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's a price difference between a hollow core mason outdoor mm-hmm. and a solid core mason right. outdoor. Okay. Or there's a uh, a most if not putting Lowe's and Home Depot down. But most of the time they have split jam doors, mm-hmm. okay? And I know you've heard your young and slam the door and it rattles. Yeah. That's because it's a holocord. Right. It's a split. It's split jams. Yep. 
You don't have to shim them or anything. I like to use solid jams so I can shim them. Right. So I know that the door's going to be there for a long time. Well, but, but I mean, in that, I would imagine there's times where, you know, if you've got a closet, you're putting in an addition, and you've got a closet that you know is never going to be used, that may be a corner you could cut in terms of cost. Actually, I don't. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. Because if you, if you put a bifold in, you got to shim it in. Yeah. Well, I hate bifold doors. I, hate, I despise bifold doors. And not every bifold is created equal either because of the amount of Oh, the yes, they are. Every one of them is created equal. They should equally be disposed of. I hate bifold doors. And uh, As a floor guy, I despise them. Oh, they never work right. They're always out of whack. You know why? Because the walls aren't plumb. Yeah, well, it's still part of how many houses you've been in? <laughs> how many houses you've been in where... You open the door and the door closes behind you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I hate bifold doors. I hate them. I, I will. I will never. If you build my house, I promise you, you will not be installing a bifold door. All right. I'll Good have. Deal. I'll have two regular doors, French doors, in the closet before I will a bifold door. <laughs> but you know what? We've done that too. Uh. But I, I, as, as we kind of run out of time here, I think to me one of the most important tips that we're going to kind of leave it here on is is you know picking the right contractor but getting the contract itself you know and, and getting it in writing know what's going on and go and you know uh have the contractor sit down with you and go through it so you understand it okay? right and uh because when i do an estimate i do estimate by line item okay yep and I know that sounds weird. I do not do Xactimate. I wish that I was younger. I would take it on because Xactimate is called drawing sketch. Mm-hmm. You know, you start in the left corner and you draw the room. Right. Then you put in if it has baseboards, windows, and stuff like that. That's All cool. right. That's the reason the insurance adjuster can do an estimate. Chick, chick, chick. Yeah, yep. that that fast, okay, and make three thousand dollars for yeah. five hours. <laughs> you know, and uh, but the Xactimate was put together for contractors and remodelers but it's more for insurance people right so it's actually when you get through with it it will spit out a, a material list for you mm-hmm. on what you need that's really cool you know we technology do, man technology oh yeah now I, I do i i do use an estimator right but just because i use an estimator don't mean that i uh will feel like the prices that they give me right is exactly what sure. I need. So a lot of times I'll spend more time researching, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, is that piece of baseboard going to yep. cost this much? Or is it too low? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, to give you an idea, we're looking at a 3-0 door right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the estimator is old enough now that it tells you that to set the hinges is only going to be $9. You can't cut the hinges out for $9. Right. Right. Okay, so you know that that ain't going to work. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, hopefully that'll help some people out. Um, you know, again, it's just a matter of, of of knowing what you want, probably the most important thing, and then finding the right qualified person. The, uh, the, if you leave here today listening to me, make sure they got insurance. There you go. That's the most important part of you as a homeowner. Yep. There we go. We just wrapped up the whole show. We could have saved everybody a lot of time, but we appreciate them listening. Yes, we do. Uh, Thank y'all. Yeah, more than those three sentences right there. And uh, uh, 
You know what I forgot to say? What's that? Thanks to everybody that came out to the function last week at Fire Rock. Nice. So glad that turned out to be a great event. And it uh, just blowed my mind. That is a nice venue. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, thanks to all those veterans and those families. Hope they got some help. Hope they had some fun, more importantly. Tammy Dyson did an excellent job. Nice. Well, thanks, Tammy. Good stuff. Maybe we'll hear part two next time. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us, and uh, we'll be back next time around. Have fun, Randy. Bye.